You are listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We believe that Jesus came to set you free and nothing can cancel the truth of God's word. Now here's your host, the youth pastor of Impact Youth at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut, Pastor Joey Santora. What is going on, Uncanceled? How are you guys doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. We are back. And we're back with three of us. Whoa. Look at that. Whoa, whoa. Look at that. Like, to be honest with you, half the time when I say we are back, I figure out what I'm going to say next. So, you know, but we're we're, we're back. It wasn't planned. It's interesting. It makes it interesting. I kind of just felt like we're back and there's three of us. Like, you know, it's like, it's, there's three of us here. Uh, Brianna's back. um, What's up, y'all? With us together. Uh, You know, Ben always here, a staple, you know. uh, And uh, yeah, this is, this is the original uh, three. That we're on the that we're on the podcast, like in terms of like you know early podcast stages, you know. Yeah. Uh, Throwback. I feel but the nostalgia. That's not what we're here for right now. <laughs> no, we're that's not. not what we're here for right now. That's that, that's just not. Um, we're we're here for the word of God, of course, but amen. We're also here for rate that, that foreign snack. snack. Whoa. Today's the day. Today's the day that we've been dreading. Ah, yeah. All right. Tell them what disgusting concoction in what country it's from. We're doing um, we're doing Lay's mayonnaise flavored potato chips from Thailand today. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And why? We're just not happy about it. Who made this decision? Well, this was actually purchased for one of the pre-service. Eli purchased it. Eli product. Eli. But it just wasn't. You know, no, it wasn't for this. We just didn't end up using it. Oh, why didn't we end up using it? Oh man, I don't. Oh gosh. Yeah. Write in the comments if oh, you like my, mayo. Oh, I, I don't. I don't dislike mayo. I, don't, I dislike this. Yeah. Don't smell it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> That's what I think. If you're watching on YouTube. You've seen the faces. Oh my god! If you're on the, if you're on the, no. ready, 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 ready. Mood shift, bro. These are gonna be so good, dude. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Gosh. These are gonna be crazy, bro, are dude. You ready? Yo, honestly, these might. <laughs> oh my god! What am I doing? What am I doing? Lock it in. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Come on. Sorry about that. Um. Anyway, I'm excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. I'm so excited. To eat it. Oh, they're, oh, it smells so good. It smells so good. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. Everyone have water? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, man, I can't wait to try this. Yeah, you got to get the crunch go. in the microphone. All right, go. Don't dare star. Time out. What? Don't dare star mayonnaise. I'm confused. Are you getting any mayonnaise? I'm getting sour cream and onion. I'm That's what I'm getting. Sour. Potato chip. It's not even bad. What? No. What? Any change on the second bite? No, it's 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 sour cream and onion, More right? Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. I feel like the flavor changed halfway through for me. At the end, it was like more sour. Like I still honestly, I'm really down with the texture on these. 
Well, it's just like a chip. It's like it's a very surprising. It's 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 a, it's a ruffles. It's more of like a, obviously yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. lays, but it's like a it's like yep. wavy like a ruffles. Yep. Um, oh, honestly, that was really sour. Honestly, it's like to me, it's a more sour sour cream it's and very onion sour. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. Like, like. All right. Like, let, let's start here. You're right? Getting mayonnaise. Would I ever go to to the store and buy these and, and no. eat? No. No. Like, I wouldn't. Would I eat the whole bag of these? I would just rather eat a bag of sour cream and onion chips instead. You, you, you know. Um, yeah. I agree there. I'm not like disappointed though. No. I'm a little. I, I almost am disappointed because I just expected it to taste like bad mayonnaise. You you kind of wanted it to be bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, but it doesn't taste like mayonnaise. It was just like, average, so like an average chip. I have a problem, right? I, agree. I have a problem. Okay. I can eat mayo, but only if it's mixed with something else. What I, does that mean? I hope that nobody listening to this just spoons it out. Oh, oh, absolutely not, absolutely that would not. Be foul. I mean, on like a sandwich, like, like I would never just like take some mayo out of a jar and spread oh. it on my sandwich. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Oh, I would. Do I would. I, I right. Most people would, but for me, I'm weird. I can have mayo if it's mixed with other things. For like example, ketchup? like spicy mayo, uh, like with hot sauce in it. Uh, like I'm in. Uh, like I like mayo based things. I have no issue with it. But for some reason, I I can't just eat mayo straight up with with like a sandwich. Like obviously, like I just can't eat it like without it mixed with another sauce. That's my problem. So I really thought I was gonna hate this. I don't No, because it's not mayo. How do you rate this? Like I this is know. weird to rate because like, right. Me and me and Ben always say, and Brianna, you can know this too, that if you're not going to eat the entire bag, that it really shouldn't be more than a five. That's, but, but this feels like one of the exceptions where it might be above a five, even though I might not eat the rest of the bag. Yeah. Like I, I can understand that because the chip is like, it's fine. Like the chip is fine. But I still wouldn't eat the rest of the bag. Honestly, I could see people really getting down with this. If this had a different label on it, like if this said sour cream I and onion, I would too. eat the whole thing. I agree with that too. It's false if you advertising. didn't think that it was mayo, yeah, it is false advertising. Um, I will say that I would wonder why these sour cream and onion chips had a little bit more of a sour tint. Tangy. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, like I'd be like, this is interesting. I wonder if they're like, you know, just like a special like, like I would be like a little bit. Uh, you know, Brianna, you might be right that we're being a little biased to just the name, right? We're just being biased to the to the fact that it's. Can it's I mayo. can I have another one? I, I want to like really. This one deserves to like really be evaluated. You know, this is probably one of the most. It's very interesting. Complex. Did we say where this was from? Thailand. We did say that. Yep. All right, that one was mayo. Really? M- more. So just a yeah. Little more Mayo's not sour. No. I got right. the mayo there. I got the mayo there. Try another one and see. I if did. You... I already had two. Yeah. yeah, I had two also. I don't know. I don't. It has a sour, sour cream and onion, like kind of ish. Um, but I could definitely get the mayo now. I, I I taste it. All right, I have a rating. I have a rating also. All right. Um, let's start with Brianna. We always like to start with the the guest. I'm the guest. I just am gonna give it a five. It's like very average. Okay. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I would eat it, but I I don't really want to. I'll up you half. I'll go 5.5. Um, wouldn't eat the whole bag. Um, weirdly, like, I might eat another one. Like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, it's a little strange. It's a, it's like a strange, like, yeah, like, like I can rock with this. Um, 
just just really not a good flavor choice for a chip. Like there's a lot of other things yeah. that you can put on a chip. And this yeah. is just not one of them. It, it's it's a five and a half. It's not disgusting, but it's it's just not that great. Five and a half. I'm at a four and a half. Okay. I really can't reward it for just not tasting like mayonnaise when it's advertised as mayonnaise. That's kind of where I'm at. My but second I'm, chip changed my perspective on that. Maybe so. But my, I had two chips and they both tasted the same. Inconsistency. And yeah. Like that's, uh, and, and like, the, yeah, the taste isn't like awful. Like I don't want to, you know, Gag. throw up, but um, it's not good. Like I am looking forward to eating something else like, yeah. like a little bit. Like, you I know, wish I had some gum. Yeah. Um, now you know how I feel when I do the podcast after we eat something like like this. Uh, but um, the reason why I say that is because I'm actually not going to be uh, teaching today on the podcast. Brianna actually has a teaching. Brianna's my wife, in case you're more of a newer viewer. Uh, Brianna's my wife. wife and uh, we've been married for a little bit over a year. So uh, she's got a great word for you. And uh, I'm excited to hear her share that with you guys. Uh, thanks, as usual, for tuning in to Rate That foreign snack uh and uh, that was kind of smooth like rate that foreign all right anyway but thanks so much for tuning into it as usual and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna turn this thing over to brianna here we go yeah, see you next week here we go all right guys i'm very excited to be here it has been a minute i think it's been like since christmas i haven't been on here so i'm very excited I appreciate my husband asking me um, to come on today. And I want to talk to you guys today about making room for a miracle. Make room for a miracle. And this is um, coming out of 2 Kings chapter 4. It's a story about a woman that she doesn't have a name actually in the Bible. She's just referred to as the Shunammite woman. And this this passage of scripture has spoken to me for a long time now. Maybe about a year ago, I heard somebody do a podcast on it and it encouraged me and I asked God to give me revelation on it for myself. And about a week later, I like studied the passage for like a whole week and God just gave me all of this revelation on it and it's stuck with me ever since. And I've never actually like preached on it or done a teaching. So I'm really excited to talk about it today. But I want to talk to you about making room for a miracle. And the Shunammite woman, there's three miracles that happen for her. The first one is she's given a miracle child. Her child is brought back to life. And everything that she loses is given back to her. So I want to go to 2 Kings chapter 4 and we'll start in verse 8. It says, one day Elisha went went on to Shuman where a wealthy woman lived who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, behold, now I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make him a small room on the roof with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp so that whenever he comes to us, he can go there. And then let's skip down to verse 13. And this is Elijah speaking. He said to his servant, say now to her, See, you have taken all this trouble for us. What is to be done for you? Would you have a word spoken on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi said, well, she has no son and her husband is very old. He said, call her back. 
And when he had called her, she stood in the doorway and he said to her, at this season, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And another version in the NLT, it says, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. So basically there's this woman and she sees... Elisha, who's a great man of God. And every time that Elisha passes through, she invites him into her home to eat a meal. And finally, she says to her husband, let's make a place that he can say, I see that he's a holy man of God. And if I had to to name this point that I'm talking about here, it would be the first point would be to honor the power of God. She recognizes, wow, this man, he's God's servant. I want to honor him and make room for him in my home. And so he sees, wow, this woman out of the kindness of her heart, she's made space for me. Let me see if she needs anything from God. And at first she's like, no, I have everything I need. She even says like, I know everybody here. Basically like my family takes good care of me. Like I don't need anything. And Elijah asks his servant like, well, what can we do for her? And he says, well, she doesn't have a son, which is a big deal back then to not have any offspring. So he's like, let's, you know, let's ask God to give her a son. And so Elisha basically prophesies next year, this time you will have a son. And so because of her one act to make room for this man of God, to make room for God's presence and like God's power in her life, she gets a miracle. She honors the power of God and she says, I respect this man of God. I'm gonna help him do whatever I can to see that he has everything he need. He needs, and because she does that, she gets a miracle, something she wasn't even necessarily asking for. There's a need, God sees the need and meets the need for her. And so for us, we need to make room. We can make room for miracles in our life by honoring God's power, by seeing, wow, like this is a great man of God. I'm going to respect this man. I'm going to help and do whatever he needs. When we honor God's power and we like, we respect what God can do, we make room. We say, wow, he's, God is so great. And you just, you adore God. You make room for him to move in your life and you just serve the Lord, it makes room for a miracle to happen for you. And so when we see God's power, it should stop us in our tracks. When you see a man of God, a woman of God, we should say, whoa, look at what God is doing for them. Like, wow, let me, let me, let me serve them. Let me go out of my way to make sure they have what they need. God, God honors that. When you honor God's people, God will honor you. And you can make room for miracles by making room for God in your life. She made a room in her house, like a literal room that the man of God could stay in. And by doing that, she made room for a miracle in her life. So the second point I have is go after the power of God. Let's go down to verse 18. Second Kings chapter four, verse 18. It says, one day when her child was older, he went out to help his father who was working with the harvesters. Suddenly he cried out, my head hurts, my head hurts. His father said to one of the servants, carry him home to his mother. So the servant took him home and his mother held him on her lap. But around noontime, he died. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door and left him there. She sent a man She sent a messenger to her husband and said, send one of the servants and a donkey so I can hurry to the man of God and come right back. 
Why go today? Her husband asked. It's neither a noon, a new moon festival nor the Sabbath. But she said it will be all right. Wow. So basically the miracle that God gave her, her child, he dies. He dies in her arms. The, like the literal miracle of God dies in her arms. She doesn't stand up and wail and make a big scene and, you know, cause all this drama. Instead, she she puts him where she knows that the man of God's going to come back. And she says, I'm going to go get him. And I'm going to make sure that I hold I get to hold on to this miracle that God gave me. She doesn't just sit down and just wait for it to happen, but she actually goes after it. She gets up and she does something about it. We have to take action. It's not just all, I'm just going to sit here and whatever happens, happens. That's not how we're supposed to go through life. God gave us tools. He gave us the word of God. He gave us faith that when there's a problem, we don't just sit down and just say, okay, well, whatever happens to me happens. We're supposed to take action. We're not supposed to just see what's happening around us. And that's, it is what it is. Things can change because we have the power of God on our side, because we can take action and say, no, I'm going to go after what God has for me. I'm going to, I'm not just going to sit here, but I know that the power of God can move on my behalf. So she gets up and she literally goes right then. And it says in the text, her husband questions her. He's like, why go today? It's not a special occasion. You know, he's probably busy basically is what she's saying. And she, she doesn't respond in anger. She's just like, everything's going to be okay. She knows that by going to the man of God, that something is going to change for her. And it's amazing because she was, I mean, this wasn't common for a woman to stand up for what they thought. It was very much like she would just kind of come under whatever the other men were saying. That was kind of a man's job to do. But she was like, I'm going to go myself. I'm going to go after the power of God myself. And she knew where to go, even when her husband tried to oppose her, which is a big deal. When people oppose you, are you just going to sit down and say, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, you're right. When people oppose the power of God, or are you going to be different? Are you going to go after the power of God and stand up and say, no, like, I'm not taking what you say is reality. I'm taking the word of God as reality. I'm taking the power of God exactly as how God said it, that he would, he would work on my behalf. And she literally, she takes that. She's like, you know what? God did a miracle for me. I know that God can do it again. So she goes after God. And I want to encourage you today that if you feel like something's going on in your life that you have no control over or whatever, wow, these situations are happening that it's not going the way that you know that God would want it to go. Maybe you've had a loss of finances or maybe you're just feeling discouraged. Don't just sit down, but get up and say, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to believe God that he can do what he said he would do, what his word says. You know, if you're believing God for a financial miracle, that he can bring all things into your hands, that he provides abundantly, that he never sees his children begging for bread. Lord, like God can do anything for you. And so go after the power of God. Don't just sit down and watch things happen. Take life as it comes. First, oh, sorry. Second Kings four, 
she goes to the she goes to the man of God and she says to him, as surely as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I won't go home until you go with me. So Elisha returned with her. Gehazi, the servant, hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face, but nothing happened. There was no sign of life. He returned to meet Elisha and told him the child is still dead. And when Elisha arrived, the child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. So upon his arrival, as soon as Elisha gets there, he goes and prays and it's funny the way that the text says it. He he places himself over the child's body. He lays eye to eye, mouth to mouth, hands to hand. He does this two times. The kid sneezes seven times and then opens his eyes and he's alive. So it's kind of a funny ending to the story. That always makes me laugh. But all of that to say, basically, that she doesn't just sit there and just wait, but she goes after the power of God. And all of this, every event that happens in this woman's story is all because she honored the power of God because she said, I'm going to make room for the power of God in my life just for it to be in my home, just for, just to see, talk to this man of God. I mean, every time he passed through, she made room for him. And so all because of that one action, because she said, I want to make room for God in my life, which we can do too. We can make room for God by spending time with him, for getting in God's house, you know, taking extra time and going to extra services, like whatever it takes to make room for God in your life. When you do that, God will honor that and do things for you that maybe you aren't even asking for, that you don't even realize that you need to be done for you. He'll set things up for you in the future that you aren't even asking for right now. There's things that maybe I prayed for when I was younger that are happening now in my life. Things that I asked God for. I asked him for a godly man since I was, you know, whatever age, 12. I prayed like a couple times, but God honored, you know, he honored me making room for him. So you don't, you never know that when you make room for God, what it's setting you up for success. God will always, he always meets you. The Bible says that like seek first his kingdom and everything else is added to you. That when you draw near to God, he draws near to you. And those are promises that aren't going away. So honor God's power in your life, make room for it. And you'll see him move just like this woman, the Shunammite woman. And the last part of the story, I just want to read the text to you because I really like how it goes. It's second Kings chapter eight. So like basically the kid comes back to life and we don't hear about her for a little while, but then we get to chapter eight and there was a big like famine. She was warned about it by the prophet Elijah. He tells her, get out of here. There's going to be a big famine. So she leaves everything because she hears this warning from the man of God. She leaves her fields, which her husband was working on. Like she leaves literally everything. And let me get to the text. I don't know, remember how many years later she comes back. I think it's five. Um, let's go to verse five. I'm not in the right place here. Verse, oh, seven years. Verse one, it says that she comes back seven years later. 
because that's how long the famine was going to be. So at the end of seven years, verse three, when the woman returned from the land of the Philistines, she went to appeal to the king for her house and her land. So she lost, she like left everything and she loses everything, like her house, her land, everything. So she's going to go to the king. And when she goes to the king, verse four, the king was talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God and saying, tell me the great things that Elisha has done. And while he was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead of life, behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life appealed to the king for her house and her land. That's not just a coincidence, but that's God was setting her up for another miracle. It doesn't just happen that she walks, she just walks in and, and the, the servant of the man of God is talking to the king saying, yeah, like one time Elisha raised a dead boy to life, you know, and telling him this whole story. And the woman who's the mother of the child walks in and she can testify and say, yes, that did happen. Um, in verse, still in verse five, Gehazi said, my Lord, O king, here is the woman and here is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him that it was so. So the king appointed an official for her saying, restore all that was hers together with all the produce of her fields from the day that she left the land until now. And then I like the NLT. It says he asked her if it's true. And she told him the story. He directed one of his officials to see that everything she had lost was restored to her, including the value of any crops that had been harvested during her absence. So she gets everything back just as it was, but she also gets the income that she would have lost through those seven years. I mean, it doesn't say how much it would have been, but I'm sure that was not just like a little bit of money. That was a lot of money that she had lost and she gets it back. And this is all, it all goes back to that one decision she made to make room for God in her life, to make room for the man of God in her house. If she hadn't done that, it wouldn't have set her up for this moment of getting all of this back. Even getting the warning from Elisha. Elisha saying, get out of here because there's going to be a famine. She leaves, you know, her good life, but she comes back to something even better. She gets more than she probably couldn't have, could have even asked for. And I love that. I just, this story always encourages me because she, this woman just served God. She just, she didn't even do anything extra. She literally made room for God in her home, served God. She, she sees miracle after miracle happen for her. And God has favor on her, sets her up for success because he made, she made room for him in her home. And so I want to encourage you guys today that you can make God, room for God in your life. Make room for God and he'll set you up for miracle after miracle, success. I mean, there's so many things that just because I love, I serve God and because I'm, I, I'm a servant of God and I go after him and I read his word, it's not anything extra special that I'm doing, but it's just because I'm close to Jesus that he's setting me up for great things. I mean, it's amazing. 
It's really amazing what God will do for you when you just go after him, when you make room for him in your life. So I want to encourage you, do the extra, go the extra mile for God. It will never hurt. It will never hurt to have great faith. Pastor Joey talked to us in the pre-service meeting last night about why not believe God for more? Why not make more room for God in your life? And that's, that's what I want to encourage you today. That if this woman, all she did was say, here, come to my house. I'll give you some food. You can sleep here. All because she did that one thing. She made room for like basically a, a change of a lifetime. She gets a kid. He comes back to life. And then she gets more than she even could have asked for. So I want to encourage you with that today. Go back and read the story for yourself. Just like I was saying how God gave me revelation. God can give that to you too. And he'll really, it will come alive inside of you. When you get revelation on the word of God, it comes alive in you and you understand it. You can, you start to see things that you didn't before in the scripture when God reveals it to you. So I want to pray for you today that as you make room for God in your life, you'll see him move on your behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for every person that's watching today, that God, just even because they're watching today, God, they're hungry for you. They want more of you, Lord. And I pray in Jesus' name that God, as they serve you, as they make room for the power of God in their life, that Lord, just like this woman, just like this Shunammite woman, that God, you would show yourself to be a miracle working God, that you would do things for them that they thought wasn't even possible, that God, you would do what no man could do for them, what no woman could do for them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we love you, Lord. Thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for watching. It's been a great time. And thank you for watching. We'll see you next week on the Uncanceled Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Uncanceled Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the teaching today. If you are between the grades of 5th through 12th grade, make sure to check us out in person at Faith Church in New Milford, Connecticut every Wednesday night from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Be sure to tune in next week for another weekly podcast from Uncanceled. God bless.